Hey guys, what's going on? It's your host, your boy, George McKay, back here again in the Straight Talk Studios. And as always, I got a pretty awesome one. I've got a returning guest, someone who was episode 100 for me. And she hasn't been on Straight Talk since. She's been on MLW Rewind, but I've got her back on Straight Talk to chop it up. As you can see on the screen beside me, the one and only, the fantastic, the fabulous Alicia Altude. How are you, my dear? Hello. How are you? How have you been? I've been good. I've been good. We've uh, we've been both been crazy busy. You more than me, yeah. but uh, your schedule has definitely gone extreme from uh, kind of being put in on the shelf, as you put it, on MLW4 right now in terms of actually on-camera storyline. Still doing the MLW YouTube show, though, which we're going to get into for sure. And everything with the worsties, and she's with the band, Knockfest. I don't know where to start. Like, and Destiny, you're back at you're back at Destiny Wrestling as the voice yes. of Destiny, which is phenomenal. So I guess let's start with that. Coming yeah. home to Destiny Wrestling, how was that? Being back in the Don Koloff, being back kind of with one of the organizations that kind of gave you that, I guess, first push to really be out there in front of the fans. What was homecoming like for you in terms of coming back to Destiny? The title felt very fitting for me. And I don't know if that was just the universe saying, hey, this makes sense or what, but it felt incredible because I haven't been at a Destiny show since prior to the pandemic. And even before that, there was a about eight months before that all started where I wasn't working there either. So for me, it was really interesting because it was my first time back in so long. I got to see so many people from my hometown again since I've moved since, including you and your lovely mini you, you know? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the mini host. Uh, love seeing you guys and just seeing that community of friends again was so lovely within wrestling in Canada. And outside of just for personal reasons, they always put on such fun shows. So being able to see all my buddies in the ring just kicking ass was fantastic. And I look forward to doing that month after month now with them. Absolutely. And we look forward to having you back. Hometown, homegrown talent like yourself. But uh, we, like I said, we mentioned in the beginning, uh, I also want to ask a question because I've never really been able to ask this question. Knockfest. Uh, I know you're very big into I, I we, when you sat down with the mini host, the most recent five questions. Uh, uh, one of the comments that I got in that was I love how amazing and down to earth she is. She's sitting there, you know, one of the biggest people in interviewing nowadays. And she's sitting down with your daughter, who's adorable, which I know. Did she always say she's adorable? She's I never so, did. Because she, she is. She's yeah, just a little gem. I love her. I know. She's, <laughs> we, are, we both have the uh, the dimpled cheeks, but she doesn't like when I, I try to do the dad thing. I'll try to squeeze her cheeks. She's not happy with that anymore. Yeah. She's I don't think any any daughters do. Once you pass like 10, it's like, dad, stop. Right? <laughs> like, yeah. See, it's like you guys all, as soon as you hit 13, all daughters, they all seem to get that tone. Dad, stop. Don't do that. You don't do that with your dad, though. Um, uh, ha, funny. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. For sure. Your dad's probably like, oh, I miss you. You're probably like, dad, 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 like, no. Dad, no. I feel just like I'll be props, 40 and so like, five. dad. But then deep down, like, I just want to, like, smother them. Both of my course, parents. Of course. You dads, know how it is. Dads and da- I do. Dads and daughters. Girl dads rock. So power to girl dads, much like your your dad. I am a fellow girl dad, which is phenomenal. But, um, yeah, getting it with Knockfest, like, one of the comments was, oh, she's so down to earth, but she's rocking a Slipknot shirt. Like, I love that. And it's no secret that you are a Slipknot mark. There's nothing wrong with that. They're amazing. But how did everything kind of develop with Knockfest and you hooking up with Slipknot and doing all that? 
Yeah. So one day I received an email that kind of changed everything and it was lovely. So um, I received an email from somebody that worked for them and they reached out saying, we are starting a new show on Twitch. We have a brand new platform we're trying to really get at, and we'd love for you to be one of our hosts. And immediately I remember thinking, is this, is this like spam or some kind of hoax? Because it was so good to meet you. Right. So I remember searching the email. It was all legit. Funny enough, he's my boss now, fantastic people. And um, it all just kind of escalated very quickly. I ended up doing a Twitch show and then that developed into doing live stuff with them in the UK for a couple of different shows. Now I do two different podcasts for them weekly. I'm going to film one later tonight. It's really become a community and a part of my everyday. So NotFest have really changed a lot for me. New friends, new work, new developments. It's been fantastic. So much love to Slipknot. <laughs> Absolutely. I got to ask this though. I mean, this may get, may get a lot of people up in arms, but What's your go-to Slipknot song? Like for me, I mean, I'm oh. gonna get I'm gonna get a mark out for it, but Wait and Bleed. It's I have it on my workout playlist. Okay. I, that's just that's the big tune. But what about yeah. you? What what is what is the big Slipknot tune for you? Mine's psychosocial. I feel like the moment that song comes on, you just want to tear apart everything that's around you. There's such an anger and a violence to it, and the riff is insane. Like the bah, 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 like all the sounds they create are so cool. So um, that that by far is my favorite. I can't remember the amount, but it was like a few hundred times that I played it throughout 2022 when I was looking over analytics. And I'm like, man, that's a, that's a lot of psychosocial, but it's a great song. What can you do? No, it is. It is. It is a go-to. It is not a go-to for me. Wait and Bleed is still my go-to, but I had a funny feeling you were going to say psycho. So I was like, I'm like, she's probably a psychosocial and boom, there you said it. So I was like, I knew it. I knew it. Mm -hmm. It is a solid tune, but for me, I don't know what it is. Wait and Bleed holds a special place in my heart. Maybe just because of the time of my life when that track came out, it was like, it was kind of everything I was feeling in that moment. It was like, yeah, this is a song much like uh, Limp Bizkit's Break Stuff. When I hear Break Stuff, I actually just want to legitimately break stuff. I don't, is that wrong to say that? I don't know. Give me something to break. No, that song's a banger. That song makes you just want to go. Like I, All for Limp Bizkit. Love me some Limp Bizkit. Not, uh, not like later on Limp Bizkit, like behind Blue Eyes and stuff. Early Limp Bizkit? Or? No, like we're even talking dad vibes Limp Bizkit. Like that new record, if you listen to Turn It Up, bitch, that song goes so hard. And the fact that Fred's just coming out saying, I know I'm good at this. We know what we're doing. Fuck off. I think the mentality is just, it's just old school Limp Bizkit. They haven't changed and the music's still great. It's been fun to see. I can't wait to see what they do next. Absolutely. For me, uh, Chocolate Starfish, Hot Dog Flavored Water, that was my jam. Rollin', uh, My Generation. Oh, oh yes. Bangers, bangers, man. So many good tunes. But um, back to, um, so uh, through that, I mean, She's With The Band has also started and uh, you still have a music blog, yeah, which is yeah. Uh, always going strong. Like, I mean, out of all the interviews you've done recently, let's talk recently because you are the woman of a thousand, 10,000, 20,000 interviews, but it's a lot. Uh, it is a lot. I mean, I'm, I'm somewhere in around like the 250 range uh, as okay, in yeah. 250, not 250,000. I'm nowhere near where <laughs> you are. I guess you could say I'm the man of a hundreds, hundreds of interviews. That that's works perfect. too. That's, that's perfect. But, um, in terms of all the interviews you've done, let's say within the last six to eight months, was yeah. there one that when it happened, you were like, I mean, I know every interview, you're such a fan of music and have such an appreciation for the art form. But was there one you were like, fuck, man, that was wow, crazy. Yeah, there was. I think it was the first one we filmed for She's With The Band, actually, because this was a whole new partnership of Tori and I coming together. And we've known about each other for so long, never worked together, never even met until NotFest pushed us together. And she's been a massive Kat Von D fan since we were teenagers, as was I. And I had already interviewed Kat, but it's been a hot minute. So when we secured her for our very first episode of this show, 
it was just such a proud moment for each of us, you know, so that was really cool that that happened. Um, and that's now live, you know, shameless plug for everyone to check out. So that was great. Uh, recently, I got to catch up with a buddy of mine, actually, who I haven't seen in a long time. His name's Banners. He's a singer songwriter. If you guys just go to Spotify, search him up, like the top two tracks, Shine a Light, especially. Um, oh, such a great, great artist. So it was great catching up with him. We talked about the Beatles for way too long. Uh, but those were some of my highlights just from both personal and professional reasons. You know, I feel like the coolest part of what we get to do is we meet so many different people every day. And through this work, I've met some great artists, him being one. So yeah, it was pretty cool being able to catch up, but also achieve something for like with a buddy as well. So absolutely. No, it's fantastic. And um, you and I are both film buffs. Uh, and we're going to get into that a little bit later. But I do want to ask this because I think this is a question a lot of people will need to know. What is your obsession with Curb Your Enthusiasm? I love the show, <laughs> but I think you have a next level love affair with Curb the Enthusiasm. Yeah. Okay. There's LD just chilling up there. Okay. So when it comes to Curb, there's something about his. Oh, just the unwillingness that he has to conform to anything that the world wants him to be. He doesn't care if he's an asshole. He doesn't care if he speaks his mind. And I feel like the world would be better off if more people were that way. You know, if if we were all just saying what was on our mind and not lying to one another and just the bullshit and deceit, like there's just power in it in itself. But the fact that it gets him into tons of bullshit and they don't make it like it's all sunshine and rainbows when you're that blunt, I think is so genius of that show. So the punchlines there throughout, characters are hilarious. They make fun of everyone and everybody, you know, which is fantastic for politically incorrect humor in that sense. And I just, I love it. I think it's the best show of all time. And Larry David. Yeah, absolutely. King. Absolutely. I uh, I got, um, I think I got some hate when I, uh, you posted something on, uh, I think it was one of your socials. You were like, Seinfeld or friends? And if you say <laughs> friends, it's, it's, uh, it's going to be a no for me. So I, I have an appreciation for Seinfeld again, but for some reason, friends watching it again, especially in my twenties made more sense. I just had that really? more, more friend vibe. Whereas like, I didn't have that crop of friends like Seinfeld where I would get into uh, uh, literally conversations about nothing. Friends See, I always- do, <laughs> you know, like that's my life. I'll just talk about the endless rambles of the universe and dimensions and all this. Like we'll talk about nothing for hours. And I feel like Seinfeld captured that in such a great way where there's so much going on, but none of it matters. And therefore it's nothing. It's again, Larry David at his, at his best. Well, not at his best, Curbs his best, his second best. <laughs> second best. So basically his early comings was his second best where he is now is where he's top notch. Which is pretty great. It is. No, it is pretty great. It is pretty great for sure. Um, so are we still friends though? Because I chose friends or am I or am I on the fence right now? I mean, if we would have just met, then I would have had to cut you off, but we have some history here. We've both been very supportive of our of our journeys, so we shall remain friends. All right, perfect. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Thank God. Breaking news, ladies and gentlemen, we are still friends. That's good. We're okay. Um, what is your all-time favorite Seinfeld episode? I feel like this is just gonna be a whole conversation about randomness, <laughs> and I love it. It's so difficult to choose because every single one has so many different plots that all intertwine, you know. So I'd I'd probably have to go with the contest, though, simply because of how iconic it was and how ridiculous and silly and how many different, like, as I said before, um, storylines can kind of cross over. It it was a really great episode and the ending's so funny. So probably have to go with that one as my all time favorite. Okay, I don't know the episode titles as well as you do, but my favorite one would have to be the Game of Risk. The Ukraine is strong. Like that is... That is of course. Everything. And then Festivus too. Every time that comes on, there's no way that you can't be enthralled with that energy. So that's also that's a good one. That is a good one. And that was Jerry Stiller at his best. I watched King of Queens a couple episodes with my wife last night, actually. And I was like, Jerry Stiller was good in this, but he wasn't Mr. Costanza. He was See, that's a show that I haven't I haven't watched that one. 
King of Queens? Yeah, I've never it's, given it a shot. It's okay. okay. My, I, I get the um, a lot of your, times. Your I, face right now isn't enticing me to watch it, you know? When you're <laughs> only because when I was younger, I mean, I am still much of a, a fluffy kind of gentleman myself now. But when I was younger and my wife, my wife is, I punched well above my weight. Alicia, I'm very proud of that. My wife is a stunner and I'm very lucky to have her in my life. Um, and I love her to death. But King of Queens is much like us. I am the everyman uh, you know, kind of bigger guy. And she is the absolute gorgeous woman who at the end <laughs> of the day, that. we get into this, we get into like, there's one part where one of the episodes you were watching, he was eating his pudding cup and he looked at her and he's like, I always get so sad when my food is emptying. And then she just looked at him. She goes, do you want my pudding cup? And he goes, yes, I do. And he takes three bites. And then he goes, I'm sad again because all the pudding in oh, her cup was gone too. That's funny. Yeah, so it's not hilarious, haha, funny, but it has that it has that nineties nostalgia. It has that that certain charm, a it little does, je ne sais quoi. There you go. You're <laughs> right. You're right. So back on back on to you. Uh, let's talk MLW. It's been an absolute amazing experience. Uh, we gave you and Richard our top tier salute for our top uh, moment of 2022, which was Thanks. the Cloud Couple. I mean, I, I said it the best in my review. I said we all kind of had an inkling you were going to turn. We just had a vibe. There was just too much hatred between the two of you for it not to make sense for you to be united in some way, shape or form. And uh, you both played, you played us perfectly because we had you on the show. We asked you point blank and you were like, no, ah, gross. And he, we had him on the show with the mini host and he was like, no, never on the coldest day in hell. And then literally two weeks later, you drop to your knees, you low blow hammer and the world sees the kiss heard around the world. Yes. It was a night. It was a night to remember. That's for sure. It absolutely was. Champagne, caviar, all the top tier, rarefied. You were breathing in rarefied air. Oh, it's all I breathe anymore. It's amazing. Uh, it is true. It is all you breathe anymore. <laughs> so um, we did give you guys our, our moment of 2022 for sure, which was well, right. Well, thank you. And I have to put this on record now because my co-host is not here. I I said the cloud couple was the perfect name. He came up with a different name, and I know you've heard it. It's, yeah. it, it's not a thing, right? Rob, this is for you, Uncle Bobby B., Alicia Altoot on record right now. Holitude is not a thing, correct? No, it's not. I have a partnership with Holly Dead when we do goofy stuff together. And so because it's so goofy, we're like, yeah, Holitude. But with him, never. It's not a thing. It will never be a thing. It's the cloud couple. It's the cloud couple, right? That's it. Oh, yeah. All right. Forever and cool. always. So there you go. And we also agreed, too, that I was right when I said it sounds like holiday farting. Like, what do you do after you have a great meal on the holidays? A little bit. You let a, ga- a little bit of gas out, right? So there you go, Rob. I win. You're wrong. She confirmed it. Holitude will never be a thing. But Richard, I know, was on a recent episode of MLW, letting everyone know an update on how he's doing with a Hodgkin's lymphoma. And uh, he's he's fighting. He looks great. I know he's responding really great to the chemo. I know that you and him are obviously in contact. You guys do probably talk on a more regular basis than him and I do. But how is he doing? I mean, you, you pretty much covered it. There's nothing being hidden or anything like that. Like he is just recovering and going through the process of everything. And unfortunately, everything's not um, ready in terms of uh, coming back yet. But I do know that is our end goal, 100%. And whenever we do come back, it's going to be absolutely insane and incredibly emotional. So that one, um, I know we both can't wait for it. We talk about it quite frequently because it's going to be really magical being able to show the universe what he's made of as he's doing now and then be in front of that crowd really soaking in the energy of uh, doing what we love again together so it'll be amazing 
Absolutely, it will be. And we can't wait. We look for, so forward to seeing both of you, especially Richard, back in that ring, tearing it up, doing what he does. I mean, we all remember the white suits, and it was always me, Hammer, and the blood dripping everywhere. And Good times. Oh, such good times. <laughs> we actually had that as our, like, cover art for most of our thumbnails, was Richard like this. And it's so good. I love, I love that it. shot of him, too. It's so funny to me. <laughs> it's the, it is the best shot. It's like, You can literally make that shot, like, coming out of a Saturday night. That's the picture right there. Amazing. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. Uh, let's talk about um, let's talk about uh, MLW, though, again, with Underground now premiering and we have Fusion on the rise. More mm-hmm. eyes are being put on the product. People are starting to see what we at Rewind and Straight Talk have been pushing for for so many years. The fact that MLW is now not waiting in the wings. They're kicking down doors. They're saying, look, we're here. Understand what we have is unique and special. And what do you think about that? Am I right when I say that? Absolutely. There's always been something very special about the brand and the product that made it extremely different from others, whether in the sense of our production, how we are beckoning back to a lot of fantastic uh, lucha elements. And I think that we've really found our own stride in terms of our aesthetic and just the grit and rawness that all of the wrestlers, regardless of their background or where they're from or uh, in terms of how they grapple, it's so different and eclectic, which is so cool to see. So there's a lot of diversity within the brand from all different elements and I think that's very cool you never know who's going to walk through the door and that always kind of kept me on my toes when I was back in the locker room so I love to see it and I think there's a lot of really cool stuff coming our way so again we just can't wait to be back in the action after you know what feels like a long time away absolutely absolutely and you finally actually answered one of my questions years ago when I had you on the show for the first time I was like is there ever going to be any chance of you wrestling well you did you wrestled on the worsties uh it it was it was a rough go it was a rough go fucking awful Selena (laughs) Selena uh, she was not nice and I mean again you guys are worsties for a reason but I feel like you found some common ground now there is a bit a bit of how you put it earlier a je ne sais quoi to your relationship there is that perfect storm between you and Selena There is. There's a lot of stuff that we do that gets under one another's skin. Like we really are polar opposites from the movies that we watch to the music that we listen to, to the way that we originally both dressed when we met each other. Like we were not similar at all. And I think this crazy process of staying at her place for weeks at a time and getting to know her and her real life and her family and how she is and her vice versa with me. We just found this connection and I still don't understand it, but we are the same person now. And it's mind-blowing to us how in sync we can be but we've just found a lot of commonalities and we love what we've been able to create together it's been so much fun we do dumb stuff every day and we just get to shoot the shit about life and that has been something that randomly interested people so we're really happy about it and again we'll have our our rough days and goes but in the end that's what a frenemy and a worstie is for It's, it's in the name you know it's true. It's true. And I mean, I guess the name was very easy for you two to find each other uh, with uh, agree on worsties. I mean, it's yeah, that- we were just going back and forth. We didn't want to keep frenemies because there were some like makeup bloggers who used this. We're like, shit, what do we do? And then I was like, you're the worst. And then we just looked at each other and I was like, you're the worstie. And then we, it just stuck. I have no idea where it even I say dumb stuff sometimes. And that was one of them. And I'm very <laughs> happy it happened. I'm very happy that the dumb thing that I said on that day became our brand and our moniker. Yeah, that was I great. love it. Absolutely. Talk to me about the photo shoots in uh, the beach in screaming hot weather, wearing a dress. Yeah, that's that sucked. Um, (laughs) I remember as soon as Nat lost her eyelash, we were both like, oh, no, it's game over. What's happening? Um, 
But that was a lot of fun. It was scorching hot day, Orlando, Florida. We were at our favorite beach, which I'm not going to disclose because we always have it to ourselves and it's amazing. So, okay. <laughs> you know, we'll keep that. But no, whenever we go, it's incredible, just the scenery and everything. So we decided to do a high fashion photo shoot at the beach, head to toe, even had the heels on. And it was so hard standing in that wet sand with those heels and not dropping. So we'd have to be like looking all elegant and trying to do our stuff. And as we're posing, like a big wave would come and hit us or we'd get knocked on our ass. But it was such a fun experience. And then once we finished it, we took that off, had our bikinis and we got to just like have a whole day, uh, an afternoon rather at the beach. And it was it was one of my favorite days that we had together so yeah grateful for high fashion on the beach high fashion on the beach that's what it was for sure out of all the photo shoots you guys have done and you guys are both absolutely photogenic and you could definitely see the um again the the great friendship that you two have uh, or worst friendship that you two have depending on the day depending on the day but uh what was one of the the coolest like the fashion the, the photo shoots that you guys did which was one that you actually had a blast because you guys post so much behind the scenes footage and you're always goofing on each other insulting each other uh i will be honest she insults you a lot more than you insult her i think that's the canadian i'm in you. nicer exactly yeah, you, that's the canadian in you that's true yes, yes yeah i just don't feel a need to do it anymore like she knows the things i can't stand with her and she knows the things i love i don't need to bark it at her every day just just certain days <laughs> what like a monday monday saturday sunday right those are the like days? monday through wednesday monday through, that's okay. kind of the schedule but you okay. know i got it i got it i got it but i think my my favorite shoot we ever did we did this um no shave november photo shoot for our calendar and it was the dumbest idea and we ended up getting like fake hair and everything and we gave ourselves mustaches and hairy armpits and like it was hilarious and we had razors <laughs> And we did this photo shoot together and we were just cracking jokes the whole time about hair. And it was just, we were on the floor laughing the whole time. It sounds probably so silly to someone who wasn't there, but we were just um, nonstop at it and it was pretty great. So I could say that was, I could say that was fair. Fair, no, great memory, great memory moment. And I love it. I love the candidness and the honestness. That's what we always get when we have conversations, you and I together. So yep. let's let's talk about something cool that you've launched, another new project that you've launched, which is uh, your review site. You've been reviewing movies and random shows and all that kind of stuff. And I was one of the instant followers right off the hop because I, again, I have a film school background, a film school degree. I'm doing nothing with it because I dispatch <laughs> trucks during the day, but that's okay. That's all right. It is what it is. But at least I'm chasing this now, doing the podcast stuff and having a great time with that. So that makes up for it. But um You've done some amazing reviews. You actually reviewed one of my favorite mockumentaries on Netflix. I love that American one. American Vandal. Oh, American Vandal. Listen, so good. It, and it was so under. I remember watching it. And my wife was like, this is the stupidest thing ever. I'm like, no, if you That's really get point. it. It's, it's so witty. It, it's so witty, but it's so awesome. And the way yeah. they leave the cliffhangers and stuff, like so good. Like I, I definitely did not draw all those dicks. I know. It's so, <laughs> it's just so I don't know. There's there's a very weird innocence to the way that that show's presented because everyone's just so ridiculous in their characters. So I think that's just appealing when you're watching it. You have to go into a mindset of knowing this is going to be like watching a Sandler film. Like it's going to be very goofy and idiotic, but at the same time have a very clever little punchy lines. So if you go into it with the mentality of like, I'm about to watch the next, I don't know, give me a famous movie. I'm blanking. Shawshank. It's not going to happen, but it will entertain you. <laughs> Shawshank, Shawshank is definitely up there. When it comes to like, I mean, everyone has a favorite movie from genres. Everyone has a favorite action movie. Everyone has a favorite horror movie, a favorite yeah. drama, a favorite. I like me myself. I'm not ashamed to admit it. I'll announce this right now. My favorite chick flick of all time is Waiting, uh, uh, Waiting to Be Kissed with Drew Barrymore. I love that movie. Never been kissed. Thank you. Sorry. Never. I been can kissed. tell how much you love it. 
Ouch. <laughs> Ouch. I do love that movie. My wife will put a stamp on that. I just, I blanked on the title for a second. I'm, to- I'm totally messing. No, I know. I know. But Never Been Kissed. Yes, that is one of my favorite. It's a great uh, movie. It is a great movie. It is a great. Josie Grossi, David Arquette. Come on. Yeah. Come on. So good. <laughs> The, re- the high school redemption story, you got to love those. Those are great. I know. Um, I remember watching that feeling so sad for her, especially the limo scene. I just, man, your heart really sinks. But hey, it has a great ending. It does. But I mean, for me, it was all about Molly Shannon and uh, uh, John C. Riley and that yes. just that, that background. <laughs> like everyone watching it, like your favorite reality show. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Yeah. So good. Very good. And the whole prom thing. And oh, is she going to kiss him? Is she going to kiss him? Oh, so good. So good. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. But I mean, uh, this is kind of a stupid question, but again, your favorite trick flick. What do you got? What do you got? Hmm. I'd probably have to put hot chick up there maybe because it's a very unique take on a chick flick quite literally. So I think, I think that for me is a, is a great one. There are a lot of um, very standout moments when I think back to that film. And I think Sam, yeah, Sandler was in that one. So it's callback. <laughs> Absolutely. Sandler, happy yeah. Gilmore Productions. They have their, they have their oh, standards. My- I love them. It's love the, Do you love the stuff he's been doing on Netflix? Um, so I wasn't huge on Uncut Gems. I didn't enjoy that one too much, but I loved Hustle. Is that what it's called? Yeah, the basketball. Thought that one, was yeah. yeah, that was fantastic. I loved the writing on that. And it, again, had its really good one-liners. So I thought that was good. I'm excited to see the new murder mystery because the first one, again, as ridiculous as it was, so funny. So I'm hoping that's good. Um, what else was on Netflix for him? I can't remember. The one he did with David Spade, I can't remember the do-over. That's where he was like. Oh, yeah. That was that was hilarious. So one, dumb. My wife and I liked that one. And there was also another one that he did. I think it was uh, with Chris Rock where the families were getting married and there was the meeting of the parents and stuff like that. It wasn't it wasn't like a meet the parents, but it was something. He played hmm. like an he played like a an immigrant who had a furniture well, store. I did see that. That was funny as well. That one was good, too. Yeah. yeah. So the, the Netflix stuff has been solid, I will say. Um, For me, one of the ones that uh, when it comes to Sandler, one of the ones that for some reason I find hilarious and I watched it years after it was in theater, but it bombed to critical and box office. That's my boy with him and Andy see, Sandberg. Yeah. So I remember. I think I was going to watch that. And then someone told me that it was just like grotesque and not funny. So I think I was detoured from watching it. So I don't think I ever actually watched that one. I know it's on Netflix. It is on Netflix. And that's actually where I watched it. I was hanging out with a couple of buddies one night after we were, we had gone to a wrestling show. We, we were, I was part of the crew that day working the show. And uh, we came back. My buddy was the DJ and he's like, let's order pizza. Just chill in my house. Have a couple of beers. I'm like, sure. No problem. And then he put this on. We were waiting for the pizza. I ended up watching, I ended up staying till like two in the morning to finish the movie because it it was, maybe it's because I was tired, but it was funny. And then I went back and watched it again with like fresh eyes. It still holds up. He has that over the top, like New England accent. Okay. And him and Andy Samberg have this weird chemistry. Well, like I love, I love Andy and Brooke, everything from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Like that oh, yeah. was another show that I thought was great. So I, it has all the right elements for me to enjoy it. I just have to take that leap, I guess. Take the leap. I, I tell you, take the leap. And if you hate it and okay. you do a review on it, I won't be mad at you. But for me, yes. it was something I was like, you know what? This wasn't horrible. Maybe because I only paid, you know, maybe because it was bundled in the Netflix. I didn't like overpay for it. I felt I got my money's worth, if that makes sense. Right. And I can see that. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I think we could both agree that, um, was it Jack and Jill? That was bad. That was a really bad oh. sound flick. I've seen that movie like four times. I think it's fucking hilarious. It's really? So, All right. Oh, yeah. It's so over the top camp to a point where you you can just indulge in how silly the whole thing is. I thought that movie was, yeah, There's the, especially the part where she's in the bed and she gets up and there's the imprint. Like that just had me dying. <laughs> <laughs> I have to go. Maybe I have to go back and rewatch that one with fresh eyes. I think it I was really fun. It was really funny. Please do. 
Absolutely. I will. I will. I will definitely take it. You'll take the leap with that's my boy. I'll rewatch Jack and Jill. There we go. We're, we're in agreement. It's a deal. Um, what about dramas? What is, do you have like an all-time favorite drama or one that holds a special? For me, you mentioned it earlier, actually, Shawshank Redemption. It's one that always gets me. That and yeah, Brian's song. Those two movies always get me. Shawshank's my, my favorite film of all time. So that's okay. definitely, whatever we classify it as, is definitely, I guess it is a drama, yeah. For me, I'm like, redemption flick. <laughs> it's a drama. So... <laughs> um yeah that one's that one has everything you could ever want that's the first film I ever cried in like that just had me and the, the some of the best acting I've ever watched as well mm-hmm. so Shawshank's my yeah that'd be my number one for dramas absolutely for me yeah that one holds up and uh obviously like I mentioned Brian's song Brian's song is the ultimate guy cry movie you wanna you wanna I show your I saw that Brian's song oh man god so good I would recommend that one very okay. much I'll recommend that maybe one. I have I don't know it's not ringing a bell yeah, well, it's um, a, a James Conn, very early on James Conn. It was, I think it was more of a TV movie, but it was about uh, Brian. He was a football player, and the other football player was kind of during the racial tensions eras, and they became best friends. I can't remember who the other actor is now. It's escaping me. But they became best friends, had a relationship, almost became like brothers. And then one of – Brian ends up – not to spoil anything, Brian ends up passing away. And the other football player gets inducted into the Hall of Fame before Brian did. But in his mm-hmm. Hall of Fame speech, he pretty much just honors Brian. And it's just what he says, how the speech that he makes at the end, you're just like, oh, fuck. It gets me. It gets me. Okay. It gets me. It's, <laughs> it's not good. It really is fantastic. Uh, Action-wise, everyone's got an action movie that's over the top. For me, it's Die Hard. Much like uh, Jake Peralta from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Die Hard is the ultimate action flick. Mm. Yeah, I'd have to go with Running Man. It's so weird. I was talking with my family about this the other night, but Running Man for me was so good. I love Arnold films. I love everything with the cheesy go-to lines, you know, those one-liners that just hit. Uh, I love things too, where it's like, all right, so many people are stuck on an island. They must compete for their lives. I love that kind of shit. So that's that whole film, but just in the future. So it was a really cool take. And again, he's the king of action films. It's true. This is true. He is the king of action films. And he's also made a couple good comedies. I mean, like, yes, twins. Even Junior. Arnold kindergarten cop. Giving birth, giving birth to a baby. Who would have thought? I know, right? Who would have thought? Kindergarten <laughs> cop. Who is your daddy? And what does, and he, what does he do? <laughs> you got it. You got it. Our mom says our dad's a real sex machine. <laughs> that <one> gets me <laughs> every time. Oh, my God. So good I got to rewatch that. It's been a minute. It has. I mean, there was there was also the horrible sequel that we won't even get into. That was just rough. That oh, was yeah. I don't even think I saw that. No, don't. That was with Dolph Lundgren. It was bad. It was so okay. bad. Again, Dolph Lundgren, not the king of action flicks, has made a lot of shitty movies. Absolutely has. But, I mean, you talked about Shawshank being your favorite film of all time. Uh, I would have to, not so much my favorite film of all time, but it does hold a special place in my heart. But you're right, it does have everything. The story is electric, the writing, the performances, um, the direction, everything was flawless. But for me, maybe because it hits different now, but for me, The Godfather. And the only reason I say that is because I watched, I don't know if you watched the Paramount show The Offer. No, my parents had actually seen it, like, I don't know, they're talking about it a couple of weeks ago when I was talking to them, and they said it was fantastic, and they want to go back and watch Godfather, and I think I saw Godfather when I was very young, but I only have glimmers of it, so I, I had, like, I literally was having this conversation, I need to go and watch the whole thing, because especially on this really weird film journey I'm on right now, it's obsessive, like, I need to watch that classic. Absolutely, no, but the offer is cool, because it kind of gives you the backstory of everything that happened to get the right. movie made, and everything that Al Ruddy went through. To get the picture made and it was just the acting is flawless the story was great uh and it made me want to it made me appreciate even more how much i love the godfather because the godfather was a film that was very much against the grain it wasn't a typical gangster mm-hmm. film it, it had 
it had definitely that same lineage of the typical gangster film. But in the essence, it was a film about family. It was a film about loyalty, family, and everything that a family in itself would take pride on, right? Yeah, you say right, and I'd love to say like, yeah, for sure, but I'd be bullshitting you. I can't remember parts that go on in that film. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. Watch it, and when you do watch it, if you need somebody It'd to help like, you with oh, the oh, he was right. Uh, yeah, you could you change. George from Straight Talk was right about everything he said. Go back and watch the interview that we had because it makes logical sense now. It absolutely I'll does. I believe you. Absolutely. No, I know you do. I know you take me at my word. You, you called me out on the fact that I couldn't remember Waiting to be Kissed, which sounds like a better title now that I think of it. Waiting to be Kissed. Drew, but no, it doesn't. All right, fair enough. I was trying to do my movie voice and it didn't work out. I'll just leave. You can just talk about it. <laughs> so, um, but the, the movie review stuff is fantastic. And I look forward to seeing you on this journey that you're doing and how much fun you're having. Are you going to be reviewing shows as well? Like, are you going to go TV wise as well? Like you did For the mockumentary. Sure. Yes. But I mean, are you going to be going like classic TV shows? Maybe giving so, friends another watch? <laughs> no, but <laughs> something that I'm enjoying doing is watching films that I haven't seen in a long time. So a review that's coming out next this week or next week is one about the mist. It's, mm -hmm was out in 2007 but I watched it when I was maybe nine so I don't remember any of it so I watched it again and I'll review it so I don't think it'll necessarily be like oh I remember watching this movie 10 years ago that was good I think I'll just review things I watch now if they happen to be older awesome if they happen to be new it is what it is so I think that's kind of the tempo I'm gonna go just so it's fresh too absolutely no it'll be great I I I, I wait for the reviews in in hopes of seeing if we agree or disagree and I'm gonna be <laughs> honest there's been times that I've I, listen I, I've liked a lot of the reviews I have and there's one review that you did, and I was like, no, I, I know that movie, and I don't like it. I'm not oh, didn't, didn't you mention this when I saw you? Yeah. Um, I think, which one was it that you couldn't stand? I can't remember. It was that. It was that the very first, what was it? I have to go back now. I have oh, to go gosh, back, I, I can't. I didn't like the, uh, I didn't even like the post. I was like, nope, she's wrong. I'm not going to like it. <laughs> I was like, no, I don't care if we're friends or not. I'm Trying not. to start a fight? Yeah, the fight is on. Break stuff. We're going to break stuff. Which was it? Here it is. It was, no, it wasn't one of the first ones. Um, dun, 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 dun. Ah, me time that's what it was i was like nope i didn't even like it yeah that movie was that movie was like funny come on that movie was just like watching jack and jill you go yeah, into you put, it you, you put right here this film was stupid but stupid funny i disagree with that it was just stupid it was not stupid funny we will agree to disagree it wouldn't be the first time and it won't be the last. And uh, we're, <laughs> nope. we're, we're, we're discovering layers of our friendship here in this conversation. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay to stay on my ground. I'm not, I can say this safely in the comfort of my own home. I'm not afraid of you. I'm not. <laughs> okay. We have talked before about the resting bitch face. You do have it down to a T and it's scary sometimes. It Thanks. is scary. I know. And if the eyebrows don't help, you know, like on days where I look a little out of it, I just, I'll pierce your soul. Yeah, it, it, it will. It will leave an impression. It will. It yeah. will leave. A, but again, every interaction you and I have had have been always been great, and it's been awesome. And you've been so amazing to the mini host. And actually, one of the cool things was is the last five questions that you guys did. There was a clip after we were done recording, and you said to her, or actually near the tail end of it. My apologies. You said to her, "You've come a long way, and seeing where you were to where you are now, it's huge." And to hear something from somebody like you who started again as young as you did in this, it's amazing to hear that. And it's and she was she was over the moon about that. She was like. Like one, of, you're one of her biggest influences, and that that means that a world coming happy. from you. Oh, uh, that's so nice to hear. I know when I see her, she's always a little more shy, but it's been really cute to see over the years just how much she's blossomed. And I just remember being young and asking people for interviews and being let down when they'd say no, especially when I knew what I had to offer. And she just goes into it so confident, which I love seeing. So, like, who who am I to say no? You know, she's she's lovely. No, she absolutely is. I am blessed. Thank God. Thank God for their mother. 
uh, because I they I love them to death, but they would drive me crazy. They would drive me crazy. <laughs> they would. And uh, you know what? They are, especially my six year old. You haven't met her yet, but she's a firecracker, yeah, man. She's all me. She's all me, and that's and that's mm-hmm. scary because I am. Whew, I'm like Larry David in a lot of ways. I don't care if I'm an asshole, but fuck, my mouth gets me in all kinds of trouble. All kinds of trouble. I can imagine. <laughs> it does. It absolutely. You know how many jobs I've lost by saying the stupidest thing in the wrong time? Like my boss uh, will be like, I need you to do this. I'm not going to fucking do that. That's your fucking job. Out the door. Down. Yeah. It's okay. That's a good thing about being, you know, at least I can walk through this world without any regrets. That's a- it. And I, I started doing this thing where I just won't lie. I literally refuse to lie because I just love living life now so free and not having to backpedal ever. I think, oh, did I say this? Did I say that? And it just, it's so liberating and freeing. So I feel you living life in a Larry David way. It's, it's got its benefits. It does have its <laughs> benefits. It does have its benefits. Actually, you were the reason that you turned me on to Curb Your Enthusiasm. We'll say that. I do love the show. Did I? Yeah, you did. Because every time oh, hell I yeah. watch your, every time I would watch your stories or something like that, I'd be like, okay, you know what? I'm just going to, I got to watch it. I'll watch one episode. And if it sucks, I just tell her I love it. But I watched one episode and then I'm like, okay. That was, oh, that was decent. Let me watch. And I'm like, okay, this is getting funnier. And then now it's I'm great. at the point where I'm belly laughing. And I think I've gone through it twice. That, uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia and Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yes. I've rewatched it. Okay, so you're a It's Always Sunny fan as well, right? Okay. My favorite episode of It's Always Sunny has to be, though, hands down, um, one where Frank hides in the couch at his old uh, business because he's trying to figure oh, out. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. It's like, why are you, why are you naked? No air, leather couch. <laughs> so good. I think another one that always gets me is the one where they keep like trying to figure out who was shitting in the bed. Like, <laughs> Oh yes. Yes. That's so good. Who shits bed? So good. Because uh, I've been watching, I've been like catching up on the show since watching it last June. So it's literally been a process because of trying to watch it every day, but it's, you. Be- I can't, it's taken me forever. So I have like bits and pieces of what falls into where, but like, there's just some moments in my mind where I like when, um, as I was mentioning the one where they're all trying to figure out like, who's the detective, who did this, who did that? Like there are so many moments of that show that bewilder me. And I think that's kind of the beauty of it. So with 2023, only just starting off now, we know where everything's going with you and all the great stuff you're doing. Uh, is there any other projects that you're starting or any projects that you got on the go that you want to plug right now? Um, we've kind of touched on a few of them, but like all the stuff going on with the worsties, the NotFest shows in between NotFest Heavy Conversations and NotFest She's with the Band. Those have been so much fun to host. Um, of course, MLW, and then hopefully we'll be announcing some kind of return and that will be amazing. So keep your eyes on all of that stuff going on. And other than that, the YouTube channel where I'm posting the vlogs, the Alicia reviews, all the interviews are still going up there. And... I feel like those are my main projects. So we'll stick with those for now. But everything else I'll announce through my socials anyway. Absolutely. And I mean, uh, one day down the line, will there be will, will there be an Alicia and Larry David interview? Have you tried that? Have you tried to go for that? It's it's hard finding the right people to get there. But I've I've been trying and it will happen. Fingers crossed. We're going to put into the universe. Absolutely. When that happens, I will be on there. I will be on there to watch every minute of it because it'll be absolutely epic. And I know the first <sighs> the first 30 seconds will just be you like this. <laughs> maybe yeah you're, you're larry david you're you're larry oh man it'd be crazy <laughs> it will be you're gonna talk to him for like an hour after the interview <laughs> so we'll stop recording here but i gotta ask about this and where'd the idea for this go that's what i would do 150 percent, 150 percent. as always alicia Altu, you have been a gem uh you want to shout out your socials real quick yeah, just at Alicia to everybody or search Alicia to on Google and you will find everything and everywhere I will be, including my merch store, projects, and everything in between. 
Absolutely. There it is. Very simple. And the uh, autograph that I have from Alicia will finally be going up on the wall somewhere. I just have to find the appropriate space, but it will be going up there. May have to say goodbye to the Miz figure that's right over there. I think that's a good space for it. That's okay. I I have room over here somewhere. I think I got like a little wedge of space somewhere left. But the room is filling up dramatically very quickly. Very nice. That's good. That's the hustle. And that's the hustle of it all, right? Memorabilia to stand by. Anyways, guys, peace, love, and wrestling. See you next week. Later. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to tune in next week for another great episode on all available podcast platforms and hosted on Podbean. Also, check us out on YouTube at Straight Talk Wrestling, on Instagram at Straight Talk Wrestling, on Facebook at Straight Talk Wrestling, and on Twitter at underscore Straight Talk. And if you feel the need to buy some sweet merch, check us out on ProWrestlingTees.com. Leaving the scene with no trace. Not in my lead. You out of place. I'm not at the top. I'm out of space. Can't eat with us. We're out of place. I'm doing fine. I'm feeling great. You're not my fan. You can't relate. Straight talk going state to state.